Welcome to the Mindful Mess Show podcast. My name is Maddie. And I'm Marina. And on this podcast, we will talk about how we can live our best lives all unfiltered. And just a quick disclaimer, everything we're going to be talking about on this podcast is from our own experiences, super raw and unfiltered. So in no way, shape or form do we mean to offend anyone. I'm good. How are you? Really good. So excited to be back on this wonderful podcast. So to all our fans, welcome back. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But uh, I know you all missed us so much. And uh, here we are delivering after a while, but we're very excited to, to be back, right? Yes, exactly. It's been a while, but we're starting fresh in 2021, which started amazing already. Like it's, it's going great. Uh, yeah. I sense a little bit of sarcasm there. Yes. I don't know if you've seen the news, but things are happening all over the world. Of course I've seen it. Of course I've seen it. You know what? I was talking to, to my parents, well, my family today over lunch. And I was just saying, it feels like a, a reality TV show. And every week or day, I mean, there's a new episode. Uh, but the funny thing is that we're actually in it, right? Which is kind of scary if you think about it. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how various situations around the world are going to affect us. So it's a bit of a scary reality show. Yes, indeed. Indeed. It's, it's quite scary, especially that uh, apparently the Simpsons predicted most of it. <laughs> but, really? I had no idea. I mean, I, I know they usually predict stuff, but I didn't know they predicted yes. what's happening. Yeah, yeah, they predicted what's happening now in the U.S. with the capital and the whole thing that's going on. And yeah, it, it's, it's scary. And uh, I think it's an interesting start, but that doesn't mean that we need to be discouraged, I guess. It's just... No, because I mean, listen, um, there are certain things we can't control, right? I mean, we, we literally, I mean, especially if we're in Europe, like if some of our listeners are from Europe, then you know that we really can't control anything. So I think it was the same with 2020. Like, you could have let that year completely destroy you. And I'm not, and listen, I know that a lot of people had a very, very hard time. And I understand that. But you could also make, you could have made the most of it with the situation that you were in. And it's 2021 and we have the same choice. Are we going to let this year make us or break us? Um, And I'm not saying it's going to be easy because I think for you, Marina, and for me, 2020 was a very interesting year in many ways. Yeah. It was a year of growth, but it was also a year of like breakdowns and um, it was a year of uncertainty and trying out new things and being disappointed and failing and getting that back up. So I think it's like just the attitude that you have going in. I don't know about you, but personally, like this year I was, I was so much more, how, how do I put it? Very relaxed and you know, I wasn't that excited as, as previous years, you know, previous years, I was like, Oh my God, this is the year. Like, yes, like, let's do it. You know, I was just like, listen, I know what I have to do. I know my goals. I know what I need to do to achieve those goals, but I'm going to take it one day at a time because I feel like you have that, that, you know, sort of spur of excitement at the beginning. Yeah. The probability of you carrying, carrying on throughout the months is much lower. Yeah, no, for me, you know, it was the total opposite because before I didn't really care. And I kind of made a note because I was also graduating in 2020. So I was like, you know what, this year is my year. Everything is going to go as planned. And then, you know, March happened and the whole quarantine. And it was just like one day at a time. At one point, it wasn't even like projecting into the future. It's just like, let's see where it goes. No, but for me, like, like at the end of 2019, I was just 
kind of excited. I was making goals. I was just very excited. I hoped that, you know, going into 2020, everything would change, you know, yeah. out of, like nowhere, like without me doing any, any work, right, on myself or anything else. But actually, 2020 started really badly for me, like before the pandemic was even a thing, like it just started badly. And I had a, such a bad January, to be honest. Um, I mean, there were some nice things that happened, but like a lot of things didn't go right. And then February was the same, March was the same. But then of course, April, May, things started to to look up. And now I was just thinking that November and December were very weird months for me, like men mental health wise. And now I'm feeling much better, but they weren't like the best, let's say. How did you overcome those? Like, what did you do to... Well, I think I, I, for the first time, didn't really judge myself for it. Like, I was quite compassionate and kind towards myself because I knew that things would eventually go back up. Like, because I feel like our lives are not that linear. Like, if you've noticed, obviously, everyone listening has, has noticed that, you know, there's ups and there's, and there's downs, as cliche as that might sound. But when whenever things are really, really, really bad, like, as hard as it is to, like, understand that you just have to know that things are going to get better and it's not just a cliche phrase it's just how life works like there's always like these ups and downs and somehow things work out maybe they don't work out fully maybe you still have to go through more pain uh but i just kind of knew that i would get back to to myself and i think you know i also had corona which weirdly enough like i was feeling really bad quite bad mentally at the time even if I went to Day with Destiny, like, don't get me wrong, Day with Destiny gave me a nice boost. We're going to talk about that in a bit. But um, I was still not very okay mentally, like, mental health-wise. And being at home and being on my own, like, that made me go even, you know, worse and worse. But then I sort of one day decided, listen, I need to, I need to break out of this. Like, I have to get back on track. And the holidays helped. And then on the 31st, I really spent a lot of time planning my goals, planning my future. And then on the 1st, I just woke up. Marie and I can't even explain. It was probably the first time in my life for, for many years that I wake up like sober and fresh on, on the 1st of January. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Uh, I didn't spend it with my friends, spend it with some family friends, which was weird at the beginning, but it was, I think, one of my favorite New Year's Eve ever. Um, and I woke up fresh, like completely fresh with a clear mind. And like, I was like, this is going to be my year, you know? And since I've been showing up, like I've been back on track with my work and, you know, even social media. Like I, I, I was gone for like three weeks. I didn't post <laughs> anything. I, just, I noticed. <laughs> I couldn't see Instagram. I couldn't see Facebook. Like I just, I couldn't do it. And now I'm back and I'm loving it. But um, I was just compassionate. I think this is the key be compassionate towards yourself, give yourself time and, and just know, even if it's hard right now, it is going to get better. Yeah. But you know, for me, like I don't, I have days when I'm really down and off and it's like, I don't know, like the universe just like crashed on me and it's, it feels like it's so bad. And then the next day I'm just like, okay, well, you know, past that. And it's so weird because exactly like you said, it's not linear. So you need, just need to be nice with yourself, which I'm still learning to do, but you just need to be there and nice and kind i think we are i think we're all still learning that and i and i feel like our parents for example no one told them to be kind to themselves you know my mom used to tell me a while back that you know when she was feeling sad 
what she heard wasn't like, okay, like, let me, you know, give you a hug. Like, let's talk about it. She would hear suck it up. So obviously I think the previous generation didn't have our blessing because I feel like us and the generation after us and, you know, for example, my cousin, she's 10, like her generation, she has this access to so much information, so much emotional intelligence. And I think also it's our duty, like mine and yours generation to raise kids that are, you know, more in tune with themselves. We don't want it to get to their head, right? Like we don't want them to be selfish, but they need to know how to listen to themselves and know how to, I think it's so hard, isn't it? To express what you feel. You know, there's this, sort of wheel of emotions there's so many different emotions but sometimes we're like okay I'm angry but usually it's not that you're angry you're maybe you're hurt yeah or maybe you feel guilty or maybe you feel scared and you just manifest that anger and you think that it's anger but it's actually something deeper and when you're having a conversation with your significant other or with a friend or family member you show up with this anger but you really you're hurt and all you want to tell them is listen I feel hurt and I just want you to apologize or I want you to give me a hug or I want you to listen to me, but you're like screaming at them and, and trying to put them down. Right. Does it, that does sound familiar. Yes. Like, <laughs> I feel like because we are, we haven't been taught that they don't teach this in school. They don't teach you how to listen to your emotions, how to, they don't teach you the wheel of emotions. Like they, they just tell you to study geography and maths and English, which is great. And you know, it's great general knowledge, but they don't teach you key things. So then we, grow up these really smart people right with so much knowledge that can't even communicate with each other and that you know cannot express what they really feel so we're all really unhappy like seriously and you know i think it being vulnerable is really like not okay that's how it's portrayed and even me now i'm quite scared to show my true feelings so i kind of mask them and when i'm not fine i'm just like i'm fine but you know it's just because i don't want to like in a way burden people with my emotions and it's just this kind of weird cycle and that all just makes us suppress our emotions which is not okay so i think that's really important to to talk about them and also you know you say that you don't want to burden them with it and the thing is, then you're going to actually burden them later because you're going to get angry or going to get pissed off. So then it's got, the outcome is, is going to be even worse. Like they're going to resent you for it. Whereas if you go and you're vulnerable with them, they're just going to feel compassion towards you. If they're a normal person, you know, I always like to make this disclaimer. I know there maybe you have a psychopath that you deal with in your day-to-day life. It's okay. Like they, they are out there. But if you have like normal, nice, kind human beings around you, which I really hope you do. And if you don't really make a change, um, <laughs> then they should be able to support you and be compassionate towards you and, you know, try to help as much as they possibly can. Oh, that's nice. That's true. But on another note that because we haven't been here for a while, what have you been up to besides, you know, <laughs> just like besides, besides Corona? Yes. <laughs> Well, since when do you want to ask me? Like, I need, because, I need a time frame. Yes, because we interrupt. I mean, we stopped when you were going at the Date with Destiny. So maybe we can yes. pick up. Yes, I would love to share. Date with Destiny was very interesting because um, it was virtual. So um, it was definitely very different than the live event. The live event is really powerful. If you have the opportunity to go, definitely go. Um, the online one like the virtual one was also very good like you still got the same information the interventions i felt weren't 
as powerful as they would be in real life. And, you know, even when they would put you in groups, because they would put you in groups with other people, um, some people just wouldn't really want to show up so you can really do the exercise yeah. properly. But we were, I mean, can I even say that we were like a little bit of a group? So because we were a group, like, <laughs> I mean, it's funny how, I mean, will the police like listen to this? I don't know. I hope not. I, mean, I hope not. It's no way. I mean, it's kind of late. Like they can't really do anything to me, can they? Like it can't prove. No. that I was there with a the group. So, no. I mean, yeah, we were a group and probably that's why we all got Corona afterwards. So yeah, uh, but it's okay. We, uh, other than Corona, we also got a lot of knowledge and good feelings. So, so I guess it was, um, it was worth the, um, the cold, the virus. I don't know, whatever you call it. Um, yeah. So it was nice. We, we obviously had to deal with jet lag, right? Cause we would start at five and the event, crazy, you know, crazy would end at like nine, eight, nine. On the, obviously on the schedule, they would say it would end at like five, six, seven. None of the days um, did it end at five, six, seven. All of them ended at eight, nine, 30, um, which was intense. I mean, considering that um, we were up all night, jumping, dancing, um, crying our eyes out, we cried so much. It was nice, at the beginning it was a bit awkward because obviously we all knew each other and but we weren't sure if we wanted to be 100% vulnerable with each other, right? Because it is what it is. You know, we were men and women. Like, some of us knew each other better. Some of us didn't. So it was, like, a bit of um of an interesting dynamic at the beginning. But, you know, the last, like, two, three days, everyone was just so comfortable with each other, like, crying and, and just uh, sharing everything. But, um, yeah, so we got there. And it was great. I mean, obviously, there's a couple of days that you go through and, you know, Tony starts with all different concepts and you, you just go through, through a process. You know, at first you analyze what's going on right now and then you take different areas of your life and you work through them. And I was, I was very familiar with all the content when he was, you know, delivering the content. I knew what was coming next. And I was just like, okay, so today is like relationship day. Like I know the content, but still you hear things differently because I feel like with every year you're different. Like the last time I did day with destiny was like two years ago or three years ago. Yeah. Almost three years ago. So obviously I'm a completely different person. Like I was in my second year of university. I was so different. I can't even describe how different I was. And I, and I was very scared to go there. I didn't know what to expect this time. I just went in there with like my purpose and my goals and like, knowing what I want to do. But I think a few outcomes that I want to touch up on, uh, I would say that I knew this before, like this wasn't the first time I hear this thing, but it, you know, hit me a little bit more that I'm, me, you, and everyone listening, we are 100% responsible for our life. And this can be something that is really scary. And I still see it a bit scary sometimes. But it's also something so empowering because if you know that you're responsible, then you can create and do and you can design and create your dream life, right? I mean, no one else can take that away from you. Of course, it's scary because then if you mess up or if you do things that maybe you shouldn't have, then you're responsible for it. But if you're wise and you're patient and you're compassionate and you decide to create your vision, then you can really, you know, build something amazing, right? Um, I would also say that we went through, through these concepts called, uh, the primary question rules, values, 
um, and the primary question I think is so important. And if you're, I mean, when you're listening to this, um, just take a moment and think about the one thing you always ask yourself, right? I mean, I'm sure everyone has a one, two, three things that they always ask themselves. And you know, when you, when you do this exercise, just take the first one that comes to mind. Don't overthink it. And for me, it was, what will people think? And I realized that this was guiding me and driving me in every single interaction, life, decision, and whatever. Like anything I would do, even, you know, walking out of the house, like what do I wear? Okay, what will people think? What if I post this? What will people think? Uh, what if I date this person? What will people think? Like all these things were guiding my life. And obviously this was stealing a lot of power from me. And I'm sure that many people that are listening to this probably have a similar primary question. I mean, not everyone, but I'm sure there's, there's similarities or something around the same line. Um, and it's sad, but it is what it is because it just takes away so much of your power and it doesn't let you show up fully. It doesn't let you really achieve what you want. Um, so we worked a little bit on that and then I came up with a new primary question and it is um, how can I love who I am even more and inspire others to do the same and it's not the same question like it's a bit of a different line narrative but it's so much more empowering right if I want to show up from a place of love loving myself and loving others and inspiring them to do the same for themselves and for others then it's such a nicer way to live so every action I take is from a place of self-love and from a place of love giving, right? So I thought that was a very nice thing that we did. Uh, we also talked about values and rules and values and rules are really what guide us, right? Um, we all have a set of values, probably subconsciously for most of us, so we need to uncover them. But I'm not gonna go through all my values and rules, but one of them that I really thought was noteworthy was the fact that I needed, like one of my, probably number one value was being appreciated. And my rules for being appreciated were just super easy to like, you know, um, achieve, right? So in order to feel appreciated, I had to be liked by everyone. I had to be constant. That was like, I was using some sarcasm. If we, if we didn't get that, I had to be liked for everyone. I had to be appreciated by everyone. Like, like I mean, not, not appreciated, but like praised by everyone all the time. I had to get all the attention. Like, all of these things. Obviously, what are the odds of being liked by everyone, praised by everyone 24-7? What, what, what are the odds of someone um, never disagreeing with me? Ridiculous, right? But it's what we do. Like we set these, we have these values and then we create these rules that make it impossible for us to be happy. Like you just cannot be happy if you have all these rules. So I changed, I shifted my, my values and my rules and I went to things such as faith, courage, passion, love. And for example, a rule for me to experience courage is to talk to a new person, to reach out to someone, to, you know, just, you know, even reach out to, to a potential person that I'm going to have a relationship with. Like this is also courage for me. You know, faith again is a rule for, for faith for me is just every time I feel desperate about the future and worrying about the future is just reminding myself that everything is going to be okay. And, you know, life is happening for me and life is happening in perfect timing. Um, and love, you know, for example, just every time I spend time with my friends or every time I spend time with my family, I mean, just make your life easier, 
you, as we talked earlier, you are responsible for your life and you get to design your dream life exactly as you want it, right? So you can, you can choose what your values are and you can choose what your rules are. And then when you have these values and rules set, then you can really go for your goals. And Marina, if you want, you can share some of your goals for 2021, but something we learned at 20, at 20, at Tony, <laughs> is that um, when you set your goals, you, of, of course, you decide what they are. I would go for like four goals, just, you know, or maybe divide them in like quarters, mm-hmm. like of the year. But four big goals would be nice and then some other smaller goals on the side. And then write down why you want them. Like why? Like why do you want to achieve that? Write down how you imagine you're going to achieve them. Like write down some steps that you need to make, some things that you need to look into. Sometimes we we set this really crazy goal and we have no idea where to start. But start with the smallest thing. Like if you want to make more money, let's say, but never say I want to make more money. Like say exactly how much money you want to make because make more money is like, okay, you want $1? Like, here you go. I'm going to give you more money. Like, no, I want to make $10,000 this month, let's say, or like in the following mm-hmm. months. And if you right now make $500, yeah, maybe it's a super, super big goal, but maybe sign up for a course. Maybe, you know, go on and, and search for some YouTube videos. Maybe apply for another job. Maybe look for a business opportunity. Maybe talk to people around you. And say, listen, I'm, I'm looking for an opportunity to sort of make my mind, like, you know, just, and write down these things that you could do. And then the final thing is write down and think about the kind of person that you need to become. What kind of person do you need to become in order to achieve that goal? Right? I mean, if you want to be a millionaire and right now you are a complete mess in every single area of your life, that's not really going to work out, Right? you don't wake up a millionaire, but you can start by making your bed in the morning. You can start by, you know, going for a walk around a workout. You can start by eating healthy. You can start by dressing like a millionaire would. You can start by talking like a millionaire would, uh, you know, having the body language, you know, having the confidence, you know, when someone talks to you, you have the confidence, like just embodying that kind of person um, that you want to become and, and the person that can achieve those goals. Yeah, you know, this is like uh, act as if that's really exactly. good. That, that's really good, you know, and it's just like you said, it's a shift in mindset and just like waking up every day and choosing like your rules and you asking the right questions. And that's super, super important. And with me, you know, like I, I was thinking as well for this upcoming year, like, okay, what are my goals and what do I want to achieve? But it's kind of the same what you said. It's just like shifting the mindset and just trying to be, become a better version of myself, act as if the person that I want to be. But I want to ask you, like, since you went to Tony, and I think many people yeah. might be interesting in this, myself included, how did you change? Like, you, you said, like, okay, you changed your rules, and then obviously, like, your question, but how did you see these kind of small changes in your everyday life? I think I saw the changes in the fact that for once, uh, for example, New Year's Eve was a, was a great... Um, example of this um initially i was going to do it with my friends and for various reasons i love my friends but there were a couple reasons um for which i didn't want to go and do new year's eve with them i'm not going to mention them it's useless but there were some very very valid and uh profound reasons why i didn't want to go there and i knew for a fact that if i did go i would end up feeling like shit and I would hate myself. I would 
feel resentment towards them and I would start the year on a really, really bad note. So even if it was so hard and I was so tempted to lie to one of my friends and tell her that I'm sick or that my parents, you know, are taking us somewhere, whatever, like as much as I wanted to lie, which I've done in the past and I'm sure everyone has lied and made up excuses because you don't want to hurt that person. I went directly to my friend and I said, listen, this is the truth. And I told her the exact truth. I was very scared. I was very, you know, scared of what will she say. I was scared that she would talk to the other people about this. So I was just making all these scenarios in my head. And I told her and she tried to convince me like multiple times to, to say yes and to come. And in the end, I said, listen, I love you. Thank you so much for, for caring about me, for inviting me, for insisting, for trying to make me come from trying to comfort me and tell me that everything's going to be fine but I choose not to go. And for me, that was a very big thing because I never would have done that in the past, but I, I want to take responsibility for how I feel and I, want, and I feel like I have a responsibility to be happy and I have a responsibility to, to be kind to myself. So that's why I had the best New Year's ever because I was just in such a, a place of integrity with myself. Um, and I would say also the fact that I'm just you know, being even more authentic and more transparent online lately for me, that was very, like in the past, I was very scared to sort of talk about the services that I offer or talk about, you know, my clients or what I'm doing or my achievement because I was suffering from this imposter, imposter syndrome. So I was like, okay, what will people think? Like people aren't going to take me seriously. Like I haven't been doing this for so long. Like, you know, people still have my the memory of me from my partying days and, and the days where I, this wasn't a focus for me. And, and now I'm, you know, coaching people and helping them. So I was very, very reluctant and I was very on the side with it. And I've started, you know, posting more on Facebook and on Instagram and talking about my services, talking about my results, expressing what I do. And for me, that's a very big thing because I realized that if I want to grow and take this to the next level, I need to be vocal about it. People need to know yeah. what I'm doing. And I've already had, in the past week, some nice results, like people actually reaching out to me about it. So I think that's a very big thing, just having like the courage, right? Because I yeah. said that I wanted to have more courage. So now it's just having the courage to pursue different things and, and to, to be authentic with, with who I am. That's really beautiful. And that's what I also want this year, just to be, you know, have this kind of integrity and be truthful with who I am and what I want in life, let's say. So that that's really nice. And, you know, sometimes it's really hard to be that person because we feel like we need to be someone else for other people. And I know that was with me. And, you know, like I, like you said, I didn't want to hurt other people's feelings, but it's just a matter of being authentic to yourself. And then you have, I think it gives you this freedom that, is just really liberating in a way. I know exactly what you mean. I don't know if you've ever done this, but for me, for a very long time, I was, I was not authentic, number one, with who I was, but I was different with every single person, like with different friend groups, with different, yeah. you know, people. I was just showing up different. So I ended up like not knowing who I am. I still don't 100% know who I am. Like I'm still figuring that out but I'm, I know much more who I am, what I'm capable of and all that. But for a long time, I just, I felt shallow. Yeah. That, that was my feeling about me. I felt shallow and I felt like people saw me as shallow. And I think to a certain level they did because I never showed this more profound part of me. I guess I was always, you know, very hyper, very loud, making a lot of jokes and, 
and and in the hopes of being liked right but i would never go go deep go to the real stuff and i've had like actually a lot of guys lately telling me they're like wow they appreciate me and like they appreciate like not like, whereas in the past i would get complimented you know looks wise i guess and just like on the on the shallow part and people wouldn't really take me seriously like I've had this one guy, this is so TMI, like I really hope that he doesn't watch this, this uh, or listen to this podcast, but he was just like, you know what? I feel like this is the first time I'm saying, but I feel like you might be out of my league. And I was just like, that, that was a complete turnoff. So that's why I, like, I, I don't talk to him anymore. <laughs> like, a turn, like a turnoff, you know? Like guys, if you're listening to this, even if you think that someone is out of your league, don't tell her that. Just try to show up and, and try it can to be hard up. sometimes. Depends. <laughs> yeah, but you know, he said it once, and then I was like, Yeah, it was, that's really sweet. And then he said it three times and okay, tried yeah. to like prove me why. Okay. And I was like, Listen, I don't, I mean, listen, I, I'm not saying this to brag in any way. Those that know me know how insecure I've always been. I don't brag about myself. I never say like I like myself, but this is like a fact that I'm trying to. I'm trying to show that when you start taking yourself seriously and showing up as the person you truly are, because I think we all have that depth inside of us, then people see it. And even the people that you don't expect to see, right? Like, like everyone takes you more seriously, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's Maybe hope he didn't listen to this. And if he did, I'm sorry. Maybe he doesn't <laughs> even know who he is, but you know what? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it was just like a little cautionary tale for everyone listening as well. I'm sure he'll understand, but but it, but it's true, you know. It's it, it's it's really interesting, and it's something that I'm like I said, like I really want to experiment, and I think everyone should. I think everyone should step into their true power, and just you know, do what they love. And sometimes, you know, like I think when you said you know, like wake up and every day it's like a choice to do like to create your ideal life some people might feel a bit powerless there because they feel like well how can i create my ideal life when i live in an environment that i don't like or i cannot afford to go somewhere or do somewhere something else and i think it's just important to take it step by step like you said and you know like if you have a passion go back to it start gradually start slowly do what makes you happy uh changes i mean i think usually like the biggest changes come slowly and we don't really see them and then when we look back we're like wow that was huge uh so yeah it's just start slow and never really think that you're not gonna achieve it because you will but it just takes time and I just want to say something on that note. Uh, I was just listening to a TED talk maybe like two hours ago. Um, it was so nice. Like I, I wasn't planning on it, but it just went in my recommended on YouTube. Right. So I was like, okay, let's, you know, do my hair and makeup and, and listen to this. <laughs> and I wasn't expecting it to be that. Wow. But it was super wow because it was so simple and so well put. Um, and she talked about a bunch of things. She talked about this idea of being bold, which we touched upon yeah. this in this episode and she, she talked about the difference you know between people that are smart and intelligent and bold and oftentimes the, the people that are intelligent they're not bold <clears throat> pardon me <laughs> everybody um no so she, she talked about you know how important being bold is and going after what you want and being in action like the best thing that you can do is being in action and and asking for what you want she she talked about this statistic how there's there's so many people that think that they, they deserve a raise at work but 90 or 80 i don't remember the exact statistic but the majority of them don't ask yeah. for that rate isn't that crazy like they don't uh, but they could 
if they would ask. And then she talked about the 10% rule and the 10% rule I think is really cool. She was like, make whatever goal you have, whatever dream you have, make 10 attempts. Most people make just one attempt. Mm. And even more people don't even attempt it at all. Yeah. Because they're afraid of failure. They're afraid of the outcome. But make 10 attempts. After 10 attempts, you either make it or you learn something or you get to something greater or something that you couldn't even imagine. Yeah. I mean, who was it? I don't even remember. Someone who tried like a hundred times, like a very important person, like a very successful person. I don't remember exactly. But that person tried a hundred times to achieve something like a hundred times imagine um how many times do we try really we don't try a hundred times realistically speaking most of us don't even try once or after one after one rejection we you know we get discouraged and i and i work obviously i work with clients i work in sales and i know what it is to get rejections and get no's and and you know there's a statistic one out of ten usually or two out of ten if you're lucky will say yes so it's it's ultimately like a numbers game too yeah and it's the same in anything it's the same in sales it's the same in relationships it's the same in you know day-to-day life and and whatever you want to pursue so if you have that 10 percent uh rule in your mind you're just excited to fail you're like okay i fail this time and the next time and the next time and after the 10th attempt if i still fail that's okay because i probably learned something or I've learned, or, or I'm on a different path now, and I'm, and I'm, you know, guided towards something else. Yeah, no, I, it's true. And so many, like, you know, gurus and so many important people always say that failure is the key. And Sarah Blakely, I remember, I think we discussed about it at one point, yeah. that her father, you know, like, taught her to, to be okay with failing. And I think that's so important, because not many people are taught to be okay with failing, and also trying many times i feel like it's also i don't know that is just my personal opinion that you know sometimes when you fail at first and then you go and try again and you try again and then you fail multiple times it's just like it looks bad i don't know you know what i mean and then you feel bad because oh my god what are people saying i failed so many times why am i still doing it just important to do it for yourself and just always remember that you're not doing it for anyone else ultimately. but also yeah it can, it can also be that but you can also i mean it's a double thing i think you're also feeling you know maybe ashamed or embarrassed how you're going to look in front of other people, but then you're also, it hurts, right? Like we hate rejection. This is what we, we try to avoid as human beings. We, we try to avoid rejection, but I, I want to tell you something that I've noticed within my work that, you know, when you get one, no, and then a second, no, and a third, no, like fifth, sixth, seventh, no, it doesn't, you know, feel that bad anymore. Like you kind of get used to it. You're like, okay, so let's see who's going to say no today. And usually when you have that mindset, they, they say yes, but it's just like having fun with it. And just, I remember someone telling me about this thing, you know, whenever he would like, um, you know, he also worked in sales and he was like, whenever he would do a sales presentation, he, whenever someone would say no, he would take like a $10 bill and put it in the other, in, in his pocket, you know, like move it from one pocket to another. And he was like, you know, I just made $10. Like he would just try to trick his mind into think because he's, you know, closer to getting that yes. So I mean, yeah. like, it was just a, a mind game that he would play with himself. And that that's what kept him going and kept, you know, him dealing with rejection. And I thought it was really cool. It's, it's all about perspective, ultimately, right? I think the people that have most success, they know exactly how to find the most, you know, valuable meaning and the meaning that makes them feel and look the greatest, right? Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it's, 
you know, a matter of perspective and mindset. And it's just like not giving up. Like when you have a dream or a goal and you really, really want it and you visualize it, it's hard to give up, I think. So it's just important to find that goal and that thing that, you know, kind of makes you want to just go for it. I know. And just just think about why you're doing it. Like right now with me, I, you know, the past month and a half, I would say, I sort of neglected my fitness, my health. I was just sitting in bed, not, you know, not working out, not eating that healthy. And I, on Monday, I was just like, listen, this can't happen anymore. Like, I feel like crap. So oh my God, I'm swearing, uh, but I feel like crap. And I just decided I'm going to go like full force, like do a complete crazy transformation. So in two months, you're all going to see my transformation, but I'm doing this, you know, I'm not doing this for other people. I'm just doing it because I want to push myself, push my boundaries, see where I can go. And yeah, do I want to look really hot in a bikini? Absolutely. Uh, and I will. Uh, but it's also that I just want to sort of, you know, treat my body well and, and um, also, you know, show the people that I coach and guide that I can always take my results to the next level. That's a really important thing. Um, and that it's okay to sometimes fall off track because I feel like a lot of the times it's exactly the same. If you fall off track or if you fail or if something's not going um, all right, you just yeah. feel like giving up. No, you can always get back up and you can always kick ass. You can always get better. You can always push yourself. And it's not easy, but it's all about the mind game. Because I was talking to someone today, I was getting a massage and she, she was asking me like, okay, so, cause I've been working out twice a day. I mean, it's not, I'm not going to work out twice a day for the next two months, but I've just been doing this little boost. And she was like, so how do you do it? Like, how do you do it? I'm like, there's people who run ultra marathons. Like, yeah. like they run a lot. There's people who climb mountains. There's people who do crazy things. There are people who do like a one week fast for I think so we can do anything like our body is capable of, of surviving many things like I mean seriously I mean think about you know people who went through the holocaust like that's one of the saddest things that has ever happened in the history of humanity and people survived why because of their mind because they refused to give up they refused to die their mindset was so strong and you know what? I knew this person I still know this person but um a few years back, um, she was diagnosed with cancer and she said, she said, you know, they gave me a wrong diagnosis. The doctor was like, no, you have cancer. She's like, no, it's the wrong diagnosis. I don't believe you. I don't have cancer. I'm going to take the medicine. Like I'm going to take the treatment, but I don't have cancer. And of course she got better and there's no trace of cancer, but it's all about the mindset. So even if you're trying to start something now and go for your goals, have the right mindset. If you fail, get back up. And do it for yourself. Do it to, for you to become the best version of yourself. It's just a pity not to have the best life, right? You, and my dad told me something, I mean, something along these lines yesterday. He was like, Maddie, I don't want you to achieve your dream life or, you know, be the person you want to be because you have to or because you have to do it for me or to show, up, show off to others. I don't want you in 20 years, 30 years to look back at your potential and realize that you never fulfilled it. And I thought that was very empowering. I was like, wow, like, that's true. Like, what I like in 20 years to look back at me and, and, and my life and, and say, listen, I didn't do, I had the potential, I had the resources, I had the mindset, I had the world at my feet. Because I mean, if you have access to technology, you pretty much have, yeah. you know, limitless opportunities. And I didn't do it because I was scared, because I was scared of judgment, because I didn't have enough confidence in myself. 
yeah that's that's really strong and that that's that's really important it's just being there for yourself and knowing that when you're going to look back you're going to be proud of yourself but you know you should be proud of yourself no matter what so that's that's the message but still. do you think that like 15 year old you would look at you now and be proud i think she would right yeah i think so i mean i had 15 <laughs> i wasn't really thinking too far <laughs> It was that time when, you know, you go out and you party and you don't really I know, think. right? I mean, how unaware were we? We thought we were adults. Yeah. Like I, I, I you know, felt it in, in my core. I was just like, wow, like I'm so mature. Like, why doesn't my mom understand me? Like, why doesn't yes. she let me go clubbing, you know? That was such Same. a big thing. Like, uh, you know, all the boy drama. Like, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. But I was dating this one guy when I was like 15 and, um, I remember this Taylor Swift song, right? And I, and it was like the song, and I was like, so like we broke up and I was really suffering. And I was listening to this song. I was like, when you're 15, somebody tells what? you they love you and you're going to believe it. And I remember like I wrote, I was so pissed off. I was so sad and heartbroken. I don't remember what I did, but I, like what comment it was, but I wrote this comment on like on the, on the YouTube video and I had like 1K likes. It was just like, yeah, like, think about it, like, I'm 15 and I'm heartbroken or something like that, you know? So th those were the days. Like, I wish I could go back, you know, and live those times where you had zero worries in yes. the world. Your only worry was to get a good grade and the guy that, you know, you like to like you back and, um, yeah, get coffees with friends and watch TV shows and spend, like, three hours on the phone. Me and you, we, we talked a lot back then too. Yes, like we, I remember. We hours. Um, those were the days when you had like three, four hours to spend on the phone, right? Yes. <laughs> like, or on Skype or whatever we talked about. I remember even like with some friends that I had in high school, like later on, I was just going back home from classes and then we would open Skype and we would be yeah. on Skype for yeah. like five hours and we just saw each other. But I don't know what we talked about. Like, I, like, I don't remember. When I was 15, I had this one friend. Um, and she was quite a troubled girl. Like, I, I don't talk to her anymore. When we were, like, I think 16, we stopped talking. We had a little fallout. Um, and I see that she's doing really well now. Like, she got better. Like, she had certain problems with substances. But um, <laughs> so she's doing better. And I don't think she does any, any of that uh, then. But I remember, like, I was going through a lot with her because I was kind of living vicariously through her. Like I wouldn't do anything. Like I was such a good child. Like it's ridiculous. Like I had really strict parents and I was also really scared to do anything bad. So I was just living through her and like her experiences. So we would spend hours and she would tell me all the adventures she went to and the parties that she went to and the, you know, really older people that she met because she was 15 and hanging out with like 25 year olds um, or like 30, like really, I mean, weird, weird yeah. stuff. To her. Yeah. Um, and how she would run from home and like, you know, just, just crazy things that she would do. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we would talk for hours and she would tell me the craziest, craziest things, you know, but those were the days. I mean, yeah. Looking back now, it's just crazy in a way that we did so many things. Like I remember like fighting with my mom constantly because I couldn't go out. And people are going oh. clubbing and we were 15, 16. And then I was like, why, why am I the only one who's not going out? Or we would do a lot of like house parties, but in, in Brasov, you know, in the mountains. Yeah. And we would, we would rent like a bunch of kids would rent like a villa 
outside of town and you know you would put money together for alcohol and renting the villa and then everyone would go there and I could never go to one of those parties like I remember one of the parties I went to it was my friend's house but it was outside of, of this town and she my mom called and she made all of us come back at 11 p.m like embarrassing like everyone was screaming at me like making me feel like crap like it was such a bad moment like I felt so embarrassed and you know they would always ask like what any adults be there and of course they wouldn't be to most yeah. of these places because we would rent it like uh, like us we would rent it and i didn't i obviously i left um to england in 10th grade but um the people i i, I was in high school with in ninth grade when they did their their yearbook at the end they added me too um and everyone had like a quote like a quote about them and i think mine was something like will any parents be present at the party? Like everyone knew me like as that person, like it's so embarrassing. But now looking back, like I'm kind of grateful they did that. I don't think I was really prepared to deal with all that yeah. pressure. I don't know. I don't know if I would let my kid, you know, run free at 14, 15, especially in the times we live in right now. <laughs> yes, but you know, we had really different childhoods and kind of a bit more privileged let's say than the normal I mean yeah. not in terms of uh, but just the idea that we were allowed to go out clubbing at 15 and allowed to enter the club and then drink and you know it wasn't I mean even really- in the states like I mean people don't go to clubs until yeah. they're like 21 and by the time and they we have police yeah check up on well, them. <laughs> no but think about it by the time we were 21 like we were already bored of clubs yes I mean, I could like right now I could go to a club. Let me tell you, I could go to a club. Like I could okay. go to like a club multiple days after Corona, like seriously. And I would, I would dance my ass off like in the club. But when I was 21, like I had already experienced a lot of clubbing and a lot of parties, but a lot of people in the States, like they don't experience that until they're 21 really. Yeah. Yeah. And even me at university, you know, it was a bit weird because (laughs) I didn't really like going out because I was used to the clubs, you know, in Bucharest and, you know, and then we were going out in this kind of little caves. (laughs) I was just like, not to sound pretentious, but I was just like, oh, well, I, you know, I, I did my time, let's say. And now I'm just like chilling and just watching series. But yeah, it's, it's really weird looking back. But I, yeah, I mean, I guess I really had this this feeling lately, like I wish I could go back and appreciate it more. Every single adult will say that, appreciate these years when you're young. No one believes it. Everyone wants to get older. And then you're an adult and you wish you were younger. Yes. So if you are by any chance a young person listening to this, if you're 15, 16, 17, 18, even 19, when you still don't have that many responsibilities and you can still chill and people, you know, aren't going to ask you what you're doing with your life, what your career is, who you're dating, if you're getting married, if you're having kids, um, you know, why isn't this in order and that in order and the other one, like just enjoy, like just enjoy your parents screaming at you. Enjoy your parents setting boundaries. Enjoy like no one, you know, bothering you in any way. Like, it's so nice. Uh, and I know that it's like just going to get more and more, you know, busy. And both me and you are still not married and we still don't have kids. I and just, just think about, yeah. So I just wanted to say that this is the next question that's coming. When are you getting married? <laughs> oh my God, so many people are getting married, like from my old high, like not, not mm-hmm. from England, but like from my old high school, like 
I see my Facebook has already started becoming like marriage city. Like people are getting engaged, people are getting married, people are popping babies like crazy. Oh, yeah, I mean, sorry. but I still don't, I don't really see myself with a kid right now. Like, let me tell, like, no, seriously. I feel like back, like a year back, I was crying because I wasn't married and I didn't have a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had a full on mental breakdown about this. And okay. now thinking back, like, could me at 22, be married and have a kid maybe but not really like I, I don't think that kid would have been very happy um but also thinking about that I realized that a lot of the times we're really hard on our parents but their generation would have kids very early like my grandma had my mom when she was 19 uh you know a lot of people would have kids at 20 21 22 my mom had me um, at 27, Same which was o- already older, but still, they were still kids. Like they still didn't have their life figured out, and we judged them so harshly. But they were still growing up with us. Like we were growing up, and they were growing up, and they didn't know stuff, and they tried to do their best, and they failed mostly. But then they did some good things too. Like you know, like I, it's it's very easy to judge our parents, and I'm guilty of that a lot. But it's also too important. It's important to remember that they were kids. Yeah. Like they, they were still growing and we're going to make so many mistakes with our kids. Like, even if now we're like, mm, like, I'm never going to do what my mom did. Like my kid is going to grow up, like, you know, meditating from two years old. And he's just going to be like, so wholesome. You're going to express his emotions until he pukes on you. Right. But uh, like, <laughs> we need to have compassion towards our parents and also realize that we're going to make so many mistakes. And that's fine. If you have a kid right now, congratulations. I hope it's going great. And you're amazing. You're amazing because it's not easy to have a kid. Not at all. Like it's so hard. And the fact that you're doing it and that you're trying your best and you know, he's going to grow up and hate you for a couple of years. And then you're going to become best friends. Like just look up, look forward to the part where you're going to become best friends, not the teenage years. Cause those are the worst. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what we've been. And that's what everyone says, but it's true. It's true. It's just, I think everyone is on their own timeline and whatever you know makes you happy for me for sure I cannot have kids right now or even be married or no like that's a lot of pressure but you know like if some people are ready like Kylie Jenner go for it I mean Kylie also had the you know yes okay a billionaire so she really didn't have to worry about anything um but again do what makes you happy I I just think I need more time yeah for myself Cause I, I really want to be like a full on mom devoted, uh, sort of there. Yeah. So I want to be able to give that to my child and I don't want to think, you know, Oh my God, what if I just wanted to go on a you know, trip on my own, or I wish I had more time to do this, or I wish I had more time to do that. Like, I just kind of want to still have that for a few years. And this is the benefit of living in 2021. You see, there's a few benefits living in 2021, even if your grandma is going to give you a pot for your Christmas present and is going to ask you when you're having kids, like, you know, apart from your grandma, most people aren't going to ask you that. (laughs) You can still be chill about it. Yeah, that that's true. But I'm going to wait for a couple more years. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. And then our kids are going to like be able to play with each other. Oh, yes, I'm just looking forward to like I, I can't see that right now but I, I, I can understand how that will happen but like I can't see it just yet you know 
Yes, I think it's it's just the time to, you know, mature ourselves because at heart I still feel like I'm a child, so I don't want to. But then again, like there's a lot of people that say, you know, I didn't think I was ready to get married. I didn't think I was ready to have a kid, but then I met this person and like in a second we were married and like in the second second we had a kid and who knows, who knows? Who knows? Like, exactly. Life is unpredictable. Like watch me and nine months, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> be careful what you manifest <laughs> like me coming, me coming back on like an episode in nine months like so i would like to introduce you to our new <laughs> no it's a blessing like it's a true blessing but not now for me yeah i i agree i agree <laughs> everyone that has a child probably like thinks i'm stupid right now but you know no sorry I- you know, everyone's on their timeline. So, you know, that doesn't mean that you don't want kids or you're not, it's just, it's not. A and timeline. even if you don't want kids, that's perfectly yeah, fine. That's like, true. There's this um, guy, I don't know if you know him, Tom Billu. I don't know if that's her. No, not really. He has this podcast called The Impact Theory. Um, and he has this podcast with his wife and they mutually decided that it, they don't want to have kids and they're not having kids and they're multi, multi, multi-millionaires, maybe even billionaires. But they simply do not want to have kids. They don't want to take that responsibility. They don't think they should and they're not doing it. And I've heard of many people doing that. And I respect that. You know why I respect that? Because it's so bad to bring a child into this world when you don't really want him. Like I know, you know, sometimes mistakes happen and then you take responsibility and do it anyways. But it's so much nicer when you wanted that kid and like you, I mean, you you choose you want it when you choose to bring it into this world yeah. because obviously you can terminate the pregnancy right so if it was something unexpected but you cho- you still chose to bring him into this world that's beautiful and congratulations for that but if you're just doing the kid because society tells you to to have a kid then that's going to be sad because you're going to resent that kid yeah. you're going to resent yourself you're going to resent your family like you're just going to be miserable and kids sense everything and they see, you know, even with the dad, like if you're with the dad, for example, and you don't have a good relationship with that person and you're not content with your life, you don't have to say anything to the kid. The kid feels it and the kid learns. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just want to be that, that person, you know, in the couple that like, you know, just randomly like hugs my husband and like is super loving towards my husband in front of my kid. So my kid learns yeah that's okay to be like that and it's really nice to be like that and that's how you should be you know like you should be loving you should be playful you should have fun you deserve to have a person that loves you and respects you and cherishes you even after 10 years that's cute i agree and it's kind of the same for me and again like you know if you like if people don't want to have kids or whatever that's completely it's their choice at the end of the day we cannot live by society standards or norms or whatever just because we think that's right because the people who said oh that's how it's supposed to be you know like again there's there were some people it wasn't like a universal thing let's say so at the end of the day everyone is doing their thing and everyone chooses to do whatever they want so i think that's exactly that's exactly what you said you know those people that decided these rules like again what was i listening to oh like a course i'm doing this course right now and this one was like you know um Many, many, many years ago, you know, people in this society decided, I don't remember exactly what you said, but yeah. people in this society decided, ah, decided on the notion of happily ever after, right? Like happily ever after yeah. is sort of a myth. Like it's something that people made up. 
And why did they come up with this myth? You know, there are a couple of reasons, but for them, ever after was 40 years because that was the maximum life uh, expectancy for yeah. people back then, right? So now we're like, you know, bound to live like 100, 120 years, you know, and, and soon, you know, technology is going to evolve. So we're going to be able to live more and more years. And if we take care of our health and if we take care of our mindset, like we're going to be able to live many years. Um, so of course, like maybe right now when you can live like 120 years, there is a big possibility that you could have like three happily ever afters. Like you'd have, yeah. you could have three, you know, long-term, beautiful, good relationships and one of them ending and then moving on to the next one. Like it's not necessary for you to, to believe in that myth of happily ever after and then, you know, stay unhappy in a relationship just because you want to, you know, be consistent with that myth. So it's just important to remember that too, if you are in a relationship that isn't working right now, I mean, this may be the case for anyone listening. Just know that, of course, if you've tried your best and if you tried to make it work, I wouldn't say break up if you didn't try to make it work. But if you're not aligned on, on key values, key things for the future, if you, you know, are just very different and in, in, in very important aspects, then it's fine. You're going to find someone else. Like, I promise you're going to find someone else. Like, really. And it's not the end of the world. Then you have 120 years to do that. So good luck. <laughs> that's so nice i love how we like approach so many topics so many topics oh my god people are gonna be so confused i don't even know what we should call this podcast i don't know i i actually was thinking about it at some point i was i have no I idea think, i think this was us also like catching up yes <laughs> exactly. for a while, so it was more like a, a, a catching up slash spitting yes different yes. phrases insights and we really hope that you learn something and you're okay at the end. yeah like, everyone is like okay like what the hell like first they start talking about corona then they start talking about tony robbins then they they go into like pregnancy like what is that like what is happening you know and all the guys listening to like the pregnancy part again like you're gonna have to Sorry. deal with it if you get a woman pregnant so oh yeah you know right. might as well learn too it's also your responsibility to a certain extent so Yes. I guess it was a nice learning curve for everyone, this lovely Kickstarter episode. I agree. I think it was really insightful. Um, you learned a lot about us and our hopes and dreams. So, yeah. <laughs> it was really fun. So should we call it a night because it's night for us both? Yes, I think we should call it a night. And we're going to see you next week. Yes, we're going to see you next week. We hope you enjoyed this episode and let us know if you did. And don't forget to share this with, with a friend if you think that they would benefit from this. <laughs> yes. uh, so yeah, I mean, come on, let, let's do a little promo. Like share it with a friend, you know. Sharing this if you're watching this on YouTube, exactly. If you're watching this on YouTube, click that subscribe button. Why? Because you want to support, you know, upcoming content creators that want to bring value let's support each other this is the year where we support each other so hit that subscribe button share this with all your friends like talk about the podcast you know follow us on instagram do the whole thing you know it's yours to take so do it <laughs> thank you well, on that note we're gonna say goodbye have a great have the most powerful week ever Thank you.